Hello, I'm Daniel, and this is my wife, Kimberly Graham. And we're your Money Mastery Coaches. We work with high-earning power couples to guide them to financial harmony in their financial communication. Utilizing the affluent synergy framework, even if you meticulously budget every expense and talk money to your partner. Find out more at theaffluentmarriage.com. We can't wait to help you live in love and walk in wealth. What's going on, everybody? Welcome, welcome back to the Affluent Marriage Podcast here with our Better Together series, guys. You know it by now. You can probably say our mission with us, but our mission is simple. We want you to take control of your finances and strengthen your relationship with your partner by aligning your goals through strategic communication. She's never done the hand signs before. I don't know. She felt inspired tonight. You know what I mean? So if you're watching this live, you can watch Kim, who also knows how to sign. Um, She's very fluent in sign language, but that was not sign language. That's the people that you see online that like get those jobs to be sign, you know, interpreters and then get called out later for being fake interpreters. And uh, don't do that. You know, don't don't be that person. Don't be that person. But guys, we found someone that we feel truly embodies that mission. We have a power couple for you guys today. We're going to go ahead and bring them to the stage and invite them on. Introduce them for us, Kimberly. All right. This is Michael and Kirsten Allen. Hello, all the way from where are you guys? I want to say Georgia. In Atlanta. Atlanta. I was going to say all the way from Atlanta. I think that's right. Yes, it is right. I'm so excited that you guys are here, that we are going to have this conversation because listen, we love talking to power couples. We love it. We love talking to power couples and just hearing about your journeys because I think we all just want to be power couples and do really great things with our spouses. What's the point of getting married to your very best friend if you don't want to conquer the world together, even if it's your individual world, right? So why not learn how to be better power couples from other power couples? Um, so tell us who you are. <laughs> and um, yeah, what do you do? All right. So I'm Kirsten, as we already mentioned, and I have two lives as far as what I do for work. Um, and my primary job is as a product marketing manager. And then my passion or my entrepreneurial venture is as a career pivot coach for women who are looking to get into a corporate space that they're not only paid well, but also passionate about their work. Mm-hmm. So I balance those as well as being a um, mom to my three-year-old, to our three-year-old son, Jackson. Mm, yes. No, I feel that sometimes it's not my kid, it's Kim's kid. And I'm uh-huh. like, listen, right now in this moment, that's your baby. You you go take care of that. Uh-huh. <laughs> we have moments. You have that all the time. I mean, sometimes I'm like, um, yeah, that's that's not my child. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's Kirsten's kid right there. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I, listen. Um, go ahead, Michael. But I'm Michael. I am a multi-family uh, property manager. So I manage two communities um, here in Atlanta, totaling about 600 units. Uh, I've been doing that now for about eight years. So it's going well. Wow. wow. Okay. Eight years. So you know a bit about this rental game. This is good. Yes. A little bit, a little bit. Still <laughs> little learning bit. every day. You know? For sure. There's so much going on in, in that space. And it's just so fascinating to hear people who are in who've been in that world for a little bit. Cause there's a lot of people, you know, who are like dabbling in it now. And you're like, well, there's a lot of things that are happening over time that you just have to like, you'll, you'll, you know, you probably look at them and you go, you'll figure it out. Like it, you'll get it <laughs> eventually. Um, but that's awesome. What got you into property management? Um, so 
When I graduated from college, the community that Kirsten was actually living at, they were looking for part-time maintenance um, for the summertime because it was a student housing community. So everybody moved out at one time. So they needed um, temporary people to help, you know, turn those units uh, for uh, move-ins in August. And I was like, well, never really done maintenance. I guess I'll try it out. Uh, so I tried it out, ended up becoming permanent um, at the community and just been going ever since. I love that. That's so, that's awesome. I love when you walk into situations where you're like, I'll give it a shot. And then it turns into something, you know, eight years later that you're like, I'm really good at this. (laughs) That's awesome. Um, Well, as you know, uh, go ahead. Were you going to say something? Go ahead. Oh, I thought she was going to say something. Sorry. Sorry. I was like, hold on. I want to make sure (laughs) you got everything out. So it's really crazy. So what we love to do on this of this podcast is we love to just have conversations that are very, very open and candid. And you mentioned something just now about her being on student campus. Um, And is that when you guys met? Like, how did you guys meet? (laughs) That looked like Um, who's going to tell the story? (laughs) Because she always feels like my story is a little skewed. Um, so I let her tell the story so that everybody can kind of get, um, a real idea of how we truly met and not the, uh, fictitious story of how we met. <laughs> I want to hear the fictitious parts though, after yeah, it's done. <laughs> so I'll let him add in his parts after I tell the general story. So we met, um, so we both went to North Carolina A&T State University. So shout out to any Aggies that may be listening. We are bleed blue and gold. Okay. Um, but that's where we met. And we met my freshman year, his sophomore year. I was actually in a relationship when we first met. So we lived in the same residence hall, but... Um, we didn't have any initial like re- uh, connection in that way because I was in a relationship. Um, so we became friends and it was really just that until that relationship ended. And then he, you know, was one of the people who were there for me. So I guess the funnier parts of the story is the way that I saw it was like, oh, he's just being a friend. And da, 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 da. The way he saw it was he was interested the whole time and just was waiting for the you know, <laughs> we're shooting the shot. <laughs> but um, yeah, so that's how we met. And from like that breakup that happened, it was like we kept hanging out every day after that. Started finding out that we had the same connections. Like one of our first times hanging out, we like spent uh, hours listening to different um, 90s music, R&B, we both loved and just like going back and forth with different songs that we enjoyed. So like that connection kind of really sparked because I don't think either of us had like someone who understood that part of what we both enjoyed, like music, arts, things like that. Um, and then from there, we've just been together. So that was in 2013 slash 14. So we're into our 10th year knowing each other and dating. And then we just celebrated our five-year anniversary um, this past November. That's awesome. Congratulations. And you know, you just brought up the the 90s. Oh, uh, yes, I do want to hear that story. You brought up the 90s R&B before you go there. Yeah. The And I remembered uh, you just did a photo shoot recently and I was just looking at your stories and you were putting up all different types of like 90s R&B and I was like, what was it? I think it was a... I said, oh my gosh, that chick's name where it's like, oops, there goes my, we were having yeah. a conversation about that. I was like, what 
what what yeah. were we doing? That was my jam in middle school, <laughs> like, though. What were we? Right. Right. That was listening to that song like we should and that was definitely not 90s but like still like that's a that's a good song but he loves 90s r&b that is his blood that's my jam yeah every night growing up it was love talking slow jams and it was just listening to the radio it was just man that was my that was my childhood right there yes yes yeah yeah Yeah, that so that was us yes yes so i want to hear the embellished version yeah come on michael hit us with it (laughs) Um, I don't really go into the parts of, you know, living in the same residence hall. You know, I was always just telling everybody, like, yeah, you know, she had a boyfriend. You know, I just swooped in, you know, for the kill and, you know, Not stole and stole him, <laughs> stole from him. Um, yes, yeah, I was there. You know, I just went and shot my, you know, shoot my shot. It wasn't. Yeah. You know, I wasn't there tonight. Be the person you know whose shoulder she cried on. You know, I, I was there to be like, "Hey, you know, so what's uh-huh. up?" Yeah. Um, he's gone. I'm here. You know, let's, hey. let's, let's do this. Hey. Let's do this. Hey. hey, I I like that version too. That, I love that. They remind me of Bryce and Alicia. No, I was gonna say we've had uh the last few couples that we've interviewed. It's interesting that like the guy was like stalking, not stalking, but you know what I mean? Like hunting, like his prey. Like he was like, all right, I'm wait. Right I see here. what I, the, the, the prize is. I see the treasure and I'm after it, but I won't let them know right now. But when it's time, when it's right. my time, uh-huh. you guys they'll know. Watch, watch Bryce and Alicia's uh, story, uh, that podcast. Um, or even okay. Mark and Deanna. Yeah. Mark and Deanna were very out. similar too, where it was just kind of like, now nah, I'm going to sit here because this is happening. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what you're thinking, but I'm I'm in it. <laughs> so we we love right. to, we love when a king is able to just like shoot a shot and be like this is this is it. Uh, you either get with it or uh, I'm just gonna be right here. So I, I love that. That's so awesome. And congratulations, happy anniversary. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm sure there's a lot you've learned in the last almost what you said decade of being together, five years married, right? Mm-hmm. There's a lot that's probably happened, especially becoming parents and like you know, deciding what you want to do with your life, especially I think after, after college, there's a lot that shifts and changes between like what I went to school for, for versus what I really, what my passion really is. Um, I know we had that experience too, going into education and we thought that was going to be it. We were going to get our master's and then we were probably going to be some type of, um, what's it called? Uh, administration over schools. Like that's probably what we would do. Um, but then passions took over, you know, like things took over, life took over. Um, I would say, especially after having our first baby, because my, my experience of what I wanted for life changed drastically. Cause I was like, mm, I kind of like being home. I kind of want to have the choice of having what to do with my hours so I can choose when I want to be with my, you know, like when I want to be home and when I want to work, I don't really want to be dictated by the job anymore. Um, walk us through that. Cause I know there's a lot of things like, you know, how you start from school and then you end up with all these different passions. So. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I would say this is probably like you already mentioned, one of the challenging parts of it, because it's kind of like, you know, being with a new person in different seasons as they're trying to navigate life. So just like, you know, how he shared with his journey in property management, he gave you the highlights, but there were obviously parts in the journey where, you know, 
it was rough and he was trying to figure it out. And this job wasn't doing, you know, what it needed to be doing. He was overlooked here, like all these different things. So just learning to navigate with the other person as they go through their seasons. And now it's like kind of my season as well. Entrepreneurship, like you just said about how things change when you have a child, you may have this idea of like, oh, I'm just going to work my way up the corporate ladder. And then when you have the baby, you're like, oh, wait a minute. Like everything kind of shifts. And now you have different ideas of what you want to do. So I think that one of the challenging parts, like I was getting to, was just figuring out like the person that you're with in college. Like, (laughs) I'm sure we can both say like totally different from who we are today. And sometimes you can try to think like, oh, remember this or, you know, kind of live in the past a little bit. And you have to kind of consciously be able to embrace like what the now is and be able to evolve with someone. It's not like kind of getting married later on in life where you're kind of settled and it's like, well, here's who I am. It's like (laughs) when we signed up for this thing, we said, here's who I am. But like then that changed 10,000 other times from there. Correct. Um, Just having that space of being able to evolve with one another. I think one of the things that has helped us is that I feel like we always had like this partnership, um, both having like minded goals, how we both choose to get there may sometimes change. But we always know that we're working towards this vision of success that we've had since day one. Yeah. Did, Did you have anything to say, Mike? You seemed like you had or Michael. Do you like to be called Mike? Yeah. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> no, 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 then it's not he okay. It's not okay because my Michael. brother's name is Michael, and if you call him Mike, it's like, like it don't do no, that. Michael, we don't do we that got here. It. <laughs> Certain settings, I'm okay with Mike, but like a lot of my residents um, in that professional setting, I prefer not to be called that. Um, mm-hmm. I want them to call me Michael. Like I want you to actually call me my name. Don't call me nicknames. Uh, because we're not right. We're not. We're, we're not, not really friends. friends. No, I'm, you know, yeah. I'm your landlord, yeah. so like, don't, I'm not really your friend. So I rather in a professional setting. That's you know, I'm Michael. But like outside of that, you know, like friends and family, I'm I'm fine with being called Michael. Yeah, not a problem. Understood. So Michael, did you have anything? Do you agree with that? Like, do you agree that as you evolve, like, there's like a different way that you like you have to be aware of it. Like, okay, this is an evolution of myself. And when she's evolving, like what type of different like communication has to happen as a result? Um, Communication is most definitely um, key because uh, like she said, we've gone kind of gone through quite a few different stages, um, you know, through, throughout our, you know, decade of being together. Cause um, at one point I had, I left the real estate industry and uh, started selling cars um, because cars is that's, that's a passion of mine. So um, I started doing that to see if that's something that, you know, I would want to stick with. Um, and then after about a year and a half, almost two years, it, it got really rough because we had got we had just gotten married and the hours that I was working was was hectic. So it was kind of like, okay, I have to really pivot and see what's going to work to make sure that our relationship moves forward and I'm not hindering it by us not being able to spend time together. Right. Um, so 
that's how I ended up going back to uh, property management because it was something I ultimately enjoyed doing. It was just at the time it wasn't beneficial for me to be doing it because I was commuting um, over an hour to work, so an hour there, hour back. So um, I eventually got back into property management, kind of worked my way back up, um, which ended up turning into a, another passion. And I started my own business uh, where I was doing a lot of installations in um, everyone's homes. Um, and that had a lot of communication as well, because I, was, I would you know, leave work and I'd be talking to Curtis like, hey, I got to come home, pick up my tools and I have to go do this job. So, um, you know, I'm going to be gone for a little while. I know I got to do this for Jackson or whatever the case may be. But it was like that communication is key, especially now that we have our our son, because it's like, you know, she's here with him all day. So it's like I have to make sure that I'm still, you know, doing my part, you know, by taking him, but you know, sometimes you have other things that come into play, and you just kind of must definitely have to communicate, you know, to make sure everything is getting done right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like sometimes we do this as entrepreneurs, like, I, it, it might not have been a sudden thing that you sprung on each other when you guys made these like lifestyle changes or your career changes, but it's definitely something that we've done. Like, I know that I was going to pursue, like, you know, going from educator to administrator, and then I sprung it on my wife, and I was like, you know what, I actually. I think I want to try physical education and so I jumped into PE <laughs> and it came out of nowhere, but of I was nowhere. like, it just looks so nice over there. I just want to try it out. Uh, and I eventually did make that change and I made my way into PE, but she did the same thing. She was in the classroom. She had her firstborn and she was like, you know what, babe, I think I want to stay home. And I think I'm just going to sell this, these clothes with LuLaRoe. So she did that for a little bit. And then after that, I, you went back to teaching for a year or I no? I did. No, I did. I did teaching. And Teach for LuLaRoe a year with a Sophia, and then you did Lularoe. And then she was like, "You know what? I don't want. I'm done with this Lularoe thing. Like, I, I think, I think I need to help people with their finances because I saw that this was a huge pain point and struggle point for people while they were in this, you know, this this business. So then she went on to do that. So I was like, you know what, babe, go for it. So yeah. as you guys are, you know, going through life and you're making these career changes or going from you know, being a property manager to a car sale to back to property management. And Kirsten, I'm sure you've made your changes too. Like mm-hmm. how, cause that can be, it can catch you off guard if, yeah. if you don't communicate. So like, how did those conversations go? Like when you guys made those changes? Yeah, I think that I felt like I've all, we both always been supportive of like what the other person wants to do. Um, I think that the conversations have just been very open and like, all right, you know, I can see, obviously, he's commuting an hour back and forth. So I'm like, he's like, yeah, I have this opportunity, you know, to be closer to home. And, you know, this is something that I feel like right now I need to do. It may not be my place forever, but it at least gets me back to, you know, our side of town where I'm not driving, you know, back and forth. And I'm like, yeah, I totally get that. So I think that the transition conversations have been fairly simple because we both I think we both believe in each other's, you know, right vision, dream, discernment, and just being like aware of what's going on. Like usually when the transitions happen, it's like these have been like conversations or, you know, something in the making. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm, I've been saying that this has been a concern for me. Like I've been saying this is something that I want to do. And like, here's the opportunity. So it's like, oh, yeah, we're Thanks. all on board because we've been kind of talking about this or alluding to this all along. 
Yeah. That makes, that makes a big difference too, right? Having those consistent conversations where you're able to say things like, man, I really want, this is what I really desire. What would make me even happier is if my, you know, if our lifestyle, if my job, if my whatever looked like this and not like in a complaining fashion, but also like this would just make things better, right? Because I want to spend more time with you or I want to be closer to home. I want to have whatever the case may be. Um, and it's that openness of of being able to, to say, I, I hear you. Like I hear that that's a pain point for you. So that when you hear your spouse saying there's this opportunity coming, there are so many times that, you know, that we have experienced other, you know, couples um, when we're hearing them talk and they're saying, I have this idea and they're like, oh, again, you know, <laughs> and, and you're like, well, no, like you need to support like that. They want to make a shift when they, when they see an opportunity and they're like, this is, this is it. The communication that you have with your spouse is so important to be able to say, I know this has been something you've been thinking and dreaming of, and I support you, you know, right. um, obviously there are boundaries to this, right? Like if you're bouncing yeah. you the job every month, we got a different problem going on there. But, you know, we, I think we can all as adults recognize when we're like, no, we, I get it. I see you. I hear you. And I, I really want you to take advantage of this opportunity. That would obviously make sense and we can make things work. And um, yeah, like that, that's really good that you have that open communication. That's really so important. So you're saying if I would have been more consistent in telling you that I wanted to switch into PE, that would have went better for me. I wasn't mad that you decided oh, okay. to switch I was just checking, you know, I was just, I'm just checking. I was no, just checking because no. I feel like, you know, Here's the thing. I feel like that was directed towards me, even though we're talking to, you know, absolutely not. <laughs> here's, right here, but here, here's the right. thing though. When you, when I decided to stop like teaching and go into entrepreneurship and we, what we did, I'll just give this here just to give a very big, like, this is how we did it. We kind of had this conversation because for us, we know our numbers very well. That was really important to us. That if if anything ever happened business-wise, we wanted to know exactly how much we needed to bring in. So I think it was like somewhat like $400 to $1,200 that I needed to bring in for my business for things to stay like bare minimum. We got things done. That was important for me to know to get because it gave me permission to go after a goal and go after a dream of like, let me just see what it looks like to go into business. If we didn't have that number, I wouldn't have had I wouldn't have even brought it up because it would have been like, nah, I'm not even going to try <laughs> like that. I am going to sit right here. But because we had that open communication around that and he was like, I trust you. I, I you know, you've already done it for a little while. Anyway, let's just try it for a year and see what happens. So that was easy for me to take that jump and to do that. Because he trusted me so much in those like evolutions, so to speak, when he came to me and said, so I'm thinking of going into PE. And I was like, what caught me off guard is that we'd already gone to master's, like we've already been in our master's degree for maybe like two and a half years. We just got our master's. He was talking about getting an administrator certification and going into like uh, assistant principal. Like that's what he was going to do. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Like that makes sense. That's what I was going to do too. Great. And then he just goes, I think I want to go to PE. And I was like, what? Like that doesn't, that does not, what? That's like over here. What are you doing? Like, okay, why? And he was just like, I don't know. I just want to take a little bit of a break and I want to see what, ha like what's happening over here. And I'll, I'll just go back to the classroom afterwards. And I was like, okay. So we had to go get certifications and all that stuff. Luckily it was right before the pandemic. And he was like, I'm never leaving. This is where we're staying right here. But all that to say, because he trusted me so much in my transition and trusted mm -hmm. me so much as I was growing as an entrepreneur, 
it was easy for me to be like, babe, even if it's a part-time PE position, I, I, we can make this work because you made it work for me and we worked really hard for that. I can totally do that for you too. So it's like that, that, that balance, you know, and that, that, I don't know. I, I think it's just that teamwork ethic. That's really what it is. You know, you're, you're being a team for your other person to, to go after whatever goals they have to right. achieve. So something that we yeah. were saying was like that, having that number, right. Knowing yeah. what that number was really helped you uh, with your like security and going after that business venture. So when Mike Linkerson, when you guys are Kirsten, Kirsten what did I say? Kirsten. Did I say Kirsten? I apologize. No, me and Greg were talking about this oh my the goodness, other day because I was telling him that we no Kirsten. Kirsten. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we were like, we were both like, nope, nope. We were both like, like correcting ourselves. Kirsten. Kirsten. Yes. So <laughs> when you guys are navigating like, you know, these these changes in your life and going from, you know, different positions or different jobs, different careers, like, you know, how do you guys come together financially? to how, like, how, how do you incorporate the finances into that conversation? Mm -hmm. This is probably something that, yeah. uh, we I, can I, do I, better. At. Um, because we have two different views as to that. And I know you guys are probably going to look at me when I say my view and be like, girl, but, um, <laughs> I'm more so of a person and I'm getting better, but I'm like, I know what I make and I buy what I want. Like, I, I, I just kind of true expressionist, like, you. like <laughs> That's you know, yeah. whatever it is, it's like, I'm not going beyond my means. I have like, you know, I have it in my head, but I'm not the person like with the numbers or in the grocery store, like looking at my account or every time something comes out, subtracting out, I'm describing the person that he is because I'm like the opposite. I'm just like, oh. Fifty dollars, yeah, like, but, yeah. Man, you yeah. might be the same couple. Uh huh. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> it's it's crazy because she says that it is like every month. Like I'm the I'm the one that does all the finances, so I'm the one that pays the bills every month. Um, so she doesn't see, you know, that that back end stuff that's going on. So it's no. So for me, it's like okay. Every paychecks we get, or it's like, okay, I gotta pay. This is gonna be paid here. This is paid here. This is paid here. Um, but she doesn't really see that, so she just goes and you know she's swiping. I'm like, hold on now, like, <laughs> hold up. <laughs> we got a few payments that's, that need to come out before you start just you know start swiping. You know? Um, <laughs> but the financial part is most. It was most definitely a important conversation as we transitioned into those different roles because we knew the type of lifestyle that mm -hmm. we wanted that we live so you know it was like it couldn't be a, a hey this makes this position makes more sense for me but it's a pay cut you know it can't be something like that it had to be like this position is for me it's going to bring more money into the house um and a more uh, just an overall more positive look, right? Mm -hmm. So that was a big conversation for us. You know, when she started her job at Cisco, it was like, hey, yeah, you're leaving, you know, mm -hmm. this current company. Like, what is, you know, financially, what is that looking like for for us to move forward? You know, are we going to still be able to live the lifestyle that we um, live, especially with the addition of our son? Um, so that was most definitely something that um, we had talked about. She just She's more so on the, I just, she just talks and not really 
you know, implement everything. So, but she's working on that. Yeah. Um, like a month or so ago, I actually set her down. I was like, hey, this, I want you to look at our finances and see what's going on each month so that you can kind of get a better look at what I'm doing each month. So she's, she's doing a lot better, but she still has her you know, swipe moments. <laughs> so white good. moments. Listen, our Harmony Mastermind is perfect for that because what we like, this is the thing though, right? Because you're, you're, the way that you communicate with money is important and it can be used as a strength. And the way that he communicates with money is important and is a strength. Sometimes it's more obvious in society standards that we think those savers are better at money, but that's not always the case, right? It's important for you to come together and using you guys already have great communication. So leveraging that and then saying, you know what, you have some superpowers. I have some superpowers as we start to, I always think of Captain Planet with our powers combined, right? Like we can take over yeah. the world. Now everyone knows thing. you're a nerd. I'm, I, man, <laughs> I am just showing my nerd colors today. Um, but like, I'm okay with it. So it's just the, those that's really important. The same way that you guys leverage your communication to weather the storm of like, we're going to transition to a different job. And there's always that transition when you're waiting for that next paycheck and you don't have that other paycheck. And you're like, we got this. We're going to hold on. That same teamwork ethic can also be put into other areas of our lives. And um, and I think that's why we talk so much that, about communication, that it really is the core. If you have that very like if you have that down and you're like no of course i'm gonna do what it takes to make sure that we are on the same page for our goals and dreams implementing that in your finances is the same it's just literally carbon copy like i want the best for our household i want the best for our future so what do we have to do in the now so that we can continue to keep this going so yeah so it's good that you know like yeah you know there's stuff i can work on. there's always stuff that we can work on but i think it's you know really valuable again that you're so open with that um shoot i had something that i was going to say in reference to um it'll come back it'll come back it'll come back go ahead and ask them the other question no so i was just gonna say like i just just remember to view you know kirsten and michael that those are your superpowers right like yeah. f- for me like i'm i'm just like michael and to my detriment like if <laughs> If it weren't for you, like I would never leave this house. Like I would live in this, this box, like this would be my life. I would touch grass every now and then, you know, but then I'd be right back inside. Like I would do nothing. Like I'd be live the most boring, basic life. And I would have nothing to say at the end of my life about places I've gone and things that I've done if or not for my wife. Right. Mm -hmm. So I absolutely need her for life's experiences and memories and making moments with my family and all of that. Like, that is your your superpower. That is my superpower. Right? Um, <laughs> but at the same time, like it it can be like a weakness where you might not always like if if I'm the That's one brilliant. crafting the grocery budget <laughs> and I'm saying, all right, this is how much we can spend every two weeks, and you're the one who does the grocery shopping, if we're not communicating, right? <laughs> and you're just gonna buy whatever. Yeah. And you're gonna be like, Yeah, the girls want Oreos this week and they want this this week and they want that. They're like, I'm just gonna buy it, buy it. I want a steak dinner tonight. Like, let's let's, let's do that. Do and then you come home and you're like, babe, look at all the things that I got. And I'm like, that's awesome. Let me see the receipt. Yeah. And then my eyes get big and I'm like, what just happened? Like <laughs> that you is went not into not only on. this week's grocery budget, but also like the additional, like the next bi weekly grocery <laughs> budget. So it's important, yeah. yeah, to have that communication for sure. Yeah. Yeah, we had to uh, lay off of uh, Instacart because Instacart 
would get cursed in every month. And we'd be like looking at the grocery bill. And we'd be like, dude, we like I think yesterday when you uh Sunday when she ordered groceries, it was still a hundred dollars and there was like no meats on that grocery list. It was like, dude, what did you get? Like there's like no chicken or nothing or nothing on that grocery list. Like what was a hundred dollars? Yeah. So it, it's, it's blame yeah. the food expenses, you know, a little bit. <laughs> right. <laughs> No, can I hang on that? No, but seriously, um, I do agree with you. Like, it is about doing what's best for the collective and thinking about like the goals that we're trying to reach and, you know, kind of just not thinking of, oh, well, I just, I want it, so I'm going to get it, you know, yeah. but kind of just thinking, all right, let me be more discerning because we have these things in place that we want to do. So me saying no to things now helps us get to our greater goals. Um, So I have taken more of an understanding of that. And then going into, you know, we're coming up on a new year and everything. So I definitely want to get more involved. I don't necessarily, again, need to be like the person subtracting everything and doing all that. That's why I don't do it. It's not your superpower. You got to know your role. Right. It's not that I can't or, you know, can't figure it out. I just don't want to. Even like, you know, before we got married, um, when we were kind of like splitting our bills, I was like, I'll pay the rent because that's just one thing. I don't want to log into water and, and like, have no desire to do nope. all that. <laughs> like, I'll just pay the mortgage because that's just one thing. Like, yep. cool or rent or whatever. That's just one thing. So yeah, um, I just never. I'm not a numbers person. I'm the creative. I'm the experiences. That's. I'm the person who's like, how can we get more money? And he's probably like the person of like, how can we keep the money that we're bringing in? Yes. Listen, I need them to take the quiz because I feel like they're exactly. Oh, I already exactly know exactly us. Kirsten's an expressionist, and yes. Michael's a preservationist. Yes, one hundred percent. You guys have to take. So we have a money archetype quiz, and okay. This quiz is basically your characteristic, like how you communicate with your finances, how you communicate with money. Your and the values, way that beliefs, you talk is exactly what I say. And this is so funny because it doesn't make sense that I would be someone to work with money. I, I hate math. Like with a every fiber of my being, I hated teaching it. I hated like doing it. I don't like math. If I don't have to deal with numbers, I'd rather not. But when I but for whatever reason, the Lord bestowed upon me <laughs> this this gift of working with clients and working with people who also don't like numbers, right? And helping them be able to say, listen, I got you. I understand how you're feeling. I want to go get a mani-pedi every week too. I do. Um, but just like you said, like your no's for today are your yeses for your future. And trust me, they feel so much better. And I guess I get more attached to the dream because I'm a creative too. So I get more attached to the dream, the goal, the big idea, the feeling of going on that vacation and feeling the wind in my face, the the, the Mai Tai that I'm going to be sipping. Like that's the thing that I hang up on and that's like the dream. And I'm like, all right, I will do whatever it takes to be able to get more of those. So what what do I got to do? What do I got to do? So when we got rid of our 76K in 28 months, like that was the thing. I want to go to Magic Kingdom and you're not telling me no. (laughs) Like (laughs) that's what's happening here. So I I feel like we're very similar. (laughs) I love it. I love it. (laughs) So 
I guess going back to what you do, Kirsten, I feel like this is super helpful in how you work with your clients, especially in your business, helping them with their career pivot, because exactly what you guys went through, are going through, will go through, is exactly what your clients are going through as well, because they are wanting to find the perfect fit in their business or in their uh, corporate position where they want to be able to say like, I might want to have less hours because I want to be home with my kid or I want something remote. And some of them might be in a position where it might be a little bit less of, it might be a pay cut, but is it worth it to have the lifestyle you want even if it's a little bit of a pay cut, you know? So I don't know. I feel like you have a lot of experience to, to give to your, your clients around that. Yeah, absolutely. It is about, I think one of the first things that I like to help people really get aligned with is like, what are your, what's your, I call it refining your vision. So like, what is it that's kind of like sparking you to want to make this change? Because the last thing that you ever want to do is decide that you want to make a pivot and then go into something else that you hate. I feel like that's just a wasted time of, you know, make this not, you know, centered in what is important to you right now. So sometimes we get caught up in like climbing the corporate ladder and doing all these things because, it just sounds like this is what we should be doing. I'm talking to my past self because I felt like that. Um, But really when you sit down and think about it, like you said, it may be something that might be a pay cut or a different pay structure. Like when I made my shift, I went from a sales position where I had like commission checks, right? I had a base salary, but I also had like these nice size commission checks and I moved to more of a salary um, bonus structure. So not necessarily a pay cut, but I wasn't used to seeing like these like nice little pops of income that would come around commission time where, you know, kind of having this untapped income, so to speak, being in sales. So, but what I decided for me was that it was important for me to be here with my son. So even if I'm not like seeing these, you know, pops, what was that worth versus me being stressed out, you know, maybe having to put him in daycare because I couldn't handle it. And just overall, for me, not feeling fulfilled in what I want to do. Is that worth mm-hmm. extra commission checks? No. Like <laughs> I right, need right. to, like, not only is it like worth that, but I know I can create so much more in what I actually want to do. I'm the type of person, again, being a visionary and creative, I don't feel like one place is like my end all to be all. Like right. if I go up here, I can create the same thing that I did over here for myself. That's just my belief. So in terms of getting locked in with your passion, I feel like everything else is going to fall into place the mm-hmm. way that it's supposed to do. So that's a big thing that I hope that people are inspired by as they are listening to my content, and especially if they decide to work with me is like, let's find the thing that's like really lighting you up that aligns with every piece of your life, knowing that you don't have to just stay somewhere for a check. Like life right. is too short. It's right. many ways to get a check. Like we don't have to sit anywhere we don't want to be. Exactly. Oh my goodness. I think that was one of the biggest things that we found. I, I did a, a training on this um, yesterday around the four things that we learned when we were paying off our debt and like whatever. The One of the things was that money is literally everywhere because we had to find a lot of extra cash when we were paying off the debt. Um, and we recognized that if we wanted it, it's, it's right there. Like it, it's just my willingness to open my eyes and look and ask questions. And, but it's all there. And when you recognize that, you kind of realize that anything that you desire, 
you can have it. <laughs> like it really is a matter of you just switching that mindset and 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 yeah. being willing to be a, a, a ready to receive that. I think is really important too. So I love that you're you're positioning your clients to be in that position as well to be able to recognize what you want is out there. There's an untapped potential. Love that. Love that. Yeah, it can just feel like it's not because it's like the societal thing that we're in. Like, oh, you have to be here, and you know, especially when we think about generations before us, you yeah. know, they're like, oh, this is the way that you need to go. You kind of just have these blinders on. But like you said, like once you finally take that off and like look at the time that we're living in, it's like, oh no, like there's so many different opportunities. If I just had the deep rooted belief in myself then yeah, I don't, I don't have to sit in. I don't want to be like, yeah. I, even if this burnt down, I can build it again. So yep. right. yeah. I love that so much. Yep. I have a very similar philosophy. All right. So yeah, as we uh, start to wrap up, let, we will always want to give you guys a chance to just tell people where they can find you as they're listening, where, where are they looking to find more Kirsten and more Michael? Yes. So you can find me on LinkedIn, Kirsten J. Allen. Um, definitely make sure that you guys have the link to follow me there. That's where I hang out. Um, also on Facebook, but mostly you'll find me over on LinkedIn. She's the LinkedIn queen. <laughs> yes. <laughs> she actually helped me on my LinkedIn. So a lot of things that are on my LinkedIn now weren't there before. She's <laughs> <laughs> good. <laughs> so she helped me with a lot over there. Uh, people can most definitely find me on my LinkedIn as well. Um, it's Michael G. Allen um, on LinkedIn. So they can find me there. Um, you can find me on Instagram as well. Um, I do a lot of content over on Instagram. So people can find me there. That's 26 underscore visions. Nice. Oh my gosh, that's good. I will definitely make sure that I add you on LinkedIn because I am trying to get to my 150 peeps so I can go live. Because <laughs> I'm like, I want to go live more, and I can't yeah. believe that I don't have access to that on LinkedIn yet. <laughs> that's good. And, well, that's awesome. I'm so glad you guys were able to come on and hang out with us today. Because let me tell you, like, this is so important. I love hearing about all of the different transitions and pivots you guys had to make in your journey, and that's going to be so helpful to other power couples out there who are like in a similar fashion, trying to figure out what it is, where they fit and trying to, you know, maybe jump to different passions as they're figuring out what they, what they really, really desire for their life. And anyway, I'm just so happy that you guys were able to come on today. Um, why don't you close us out? <laughs> yeah, you, have, you have your phrase. Oh, absolutely guys. We just want you guys to go live in love and walk in wealth. Take care guys. Bye. Thank you. Yeah, no Bye.